Welcome to the Thoughtful Millennial, the podcast where we reflect on our rapidly evolving attitudes on everything from mental health to how to become a more sustainable human. Hey Halima, how are you? Hi John, good to hear you again. I'm doing well, not too bad, not too bad. Um, I, It's been a great week this week actually because it was a short week. There was a bank holiday in, in the UK and that's excellent, four day, oh. four day work weeks are the future um but yeah i've just really enjoyed my my time at work um i'll tell you a bit more about it when we get into it but there's been some really good extracurricular like affinity groups that i'm part of um that i've got a lot of value out of so definitely appreciating being part of a huge company that can offer that that benefit to its employees um so that's what i've been up to this week what about you how's it going it's all good here. Uh, first of all, it's really good to know that you are enjoying your time uh, there. So, yeah, I'm really happy for you. Um, in my case, well, I'm just a week away from moving to Europe. Oh and, you know, God. just trying. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying, you know, to, to relax, to spend time with family and, you know, do certain things to that I won't be able to do once I move. Right. So, yeah, just feeling great overall. <laughs> I hope that you're enjoying the family time and and you cherish every moment. It's it's pretty life changing what you're about to do. So, um, but I'm excited for you to be over in Europe and and closer. Uh, we we may actually be able to physically meet, <laughs> which is yeah. it's been years. So that will be cool. Yeah, and we can probably record a podcast episode in person. Oh right? yeah, <laughs> that oh that would be great. That would be excellent. That's a goal for us. Um, Definitely. Awesome, John. So I was actually thinking this week, reflecting, and I thought uh, it's pretty cool how we ended up in these positions and how, you know, you invited me to create this podcast with you and how we continue our kind of journey in terms of sustainability and extra projects. And I thought I'm pretty lucky. And I just wanted to kind of think about that with you in terms of how you know do you believe in luck can we create luck and and how can we increase the chances of having these lucky breaks um that people often talk about in their in their lives mm-hmm. oh gosh i love this topic because what you are actually referring to is uh called serendipity right yes um the idea of you know just things happening that are good for us so you know to answer your question i would say that luck itself is about the randomness of the universe but it's also about something that we can develop fabricate it's something that we can increase over time but you know there are probably multiple ways to do it and even though sounds strange to say that we can you know increase our luck i think it's highly doable and it just really depends on connecting to the right people. Um, you know, but, but, you know, in that sense, I would like to know probably, because I know you also believe in this, <laughs> uh, of like some kind of personal experience that you had that actually, you know, makes you think that you could produce more of your luck yeah. or, you know, this serendipity. Yeah, concept. yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's, so actually this, this, brings me back to one of the things I mentioned in the um, catch-up is uh, I was we were doing this we had a keynote speaker at work this week and she was talking about like 
negotiation techniques. And one of the questions she made us kind of actively do during the session was um, how one of the questions you ask yourself before going into a negotiation is how have I handled this successfully in the past? And she made us write down um, how we've handled these things. And it actually made me think about my successes in the past and then what I did to reach those successes. Um, And so I thought about, you know, let's talk about Young Sustainable Impact, the the incubator program we were part of together. How did that happen? Okay, it happened because we we made applications and we were successfully uh, selected. Right. What did I have on my application that made me stand out? Oh, okay. The fact that I had been part of Unleash Innovation Lab two years prior or the fact I studied sustainable value chains um, in a postgraduate course or the fact that I was working on sustainable projects. Okay, what made me kind of do those? Well, I got onto the postgraduate program because I knew somebody who was a fellow of that program, and I actually did a placement with them. Okay, how did I do a placement with them? I was really interested in sustainability, so I just asked them, ah, okay, that wasn't just luck. I There was a sequence of events that happened that led us to getting that experience that led me being selected in Young Sustainable Impact. So um, that was one of the really good reflections, and, and I was using it in personal life as well, um, you know, I don't know how how did we get into a position where I was able to to buy my own place? Um, and again, it's it's not just luck, uh, but with a little help, <laughs> I was and a lot of hard work. We were able to get there. So um, I think that that was my personal experience, and it was actually a really useful exercise to do. What are one of your successes in life, and then what were the events that got you to that place? And how can you repeat them in future? And like you said, connections was a big part of that. You know, first of all, I think it's really, uh, the exercise that you did is really helpful for everyone because it's just two questions that can help you, you know, realize certain things that you didn't do before. So yeah, that's a really nice exercise, definitely. (laughs) It was super useful. But you know, I am not the only one who's, lucked out in that department i mean you are in a place where you're coming to europe next week to pursue further studies you also were on ysi and you're working on these projects outside of work so what's your personal experience of serendipity well i think i have many many situations where i didn't really know what was going on but then after the thing happened, I realized it was just because of, of serendipity. Um, but probably one of the nicest examples that I have is also related to Young Sustainable Impact. Yeah. Because, you know, I remember when we were uh, applying to a program, there were like 8,500 people applying that year. And it was really unlikely kind of to, to get a position in a program because, you know, just 24 participants in the air in the end. But the thing that was really cool was what actually my uh, partner told me, Alex. Yeah. He actually, you know, told me everything about how I actually got selected to the program because I wasn't in the final 21 selected people. 
there were actually just three people who got accepted after you know the application process because the teams were looking to expand members and it was really interesting because what happened actually there was that um you know the guys were trying to do something about languages and you know as you may know already i've been learning english for some years but by that time one of the biggest achievements that i had was that i could learn english in kind of four months enough like to on a good level enough to um you know moving abroad and you know when they were looking for the pool of people who were in the final 200 or so my name popped up because um you know i i, I could learn languages kind of easily or at least that kind of it looked like that in the application mm-hmm. um but then you know they they were kind of switching again uh, you know projects and so on and afterwards they said okay we want to languages yet but then we are looking or they were looking for a developer and again i am a developer so my name popped up again a second time uh for them to pick me up to be part of the team uh so you know this kind of in the end it was just showing my work applying to wise the global as a program you know just showing who i was and eventually you know because of that i end up you know doing what i'm doing right now yeah. it's a lot of social impact right so <laughs> yeah that's i think the best example i have that's i mean that's such a good example because i think it's it just goes to show you have to put yourself out there for good things to happen and that comes with a lot of rejection as well right like like you mentioned in the the first time round when they were kind of looking at candidates and your name popped up okay they said they might do it later but when it came a second time i think it's just like that like you have to increase your chances serendipity for me it's just like a a mathematical chance based solution the more times you apply yeah the more times you'll get rejected but maybe the more times you'll get selected as well and then it's about once you do get selected like looking back and thinking right what did i do to get selected how can i repeat those and then next time you apply your conversion rate or the the effectiveness of your application increases and then you know and 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 it keeps building so that you become a highly effective person so i think that's a a really perfect example of that yeah definitely and you know what you just said is is the same idea of the more you try the easier it is to achieve things right because you know i believe that and i think there's actually this mentioned in a tedx talk that they were making this uh, experiment with young children about creating some jars or something and they were trying to look for for the highest quality from all the group but they actually selected like th- there were two groups right the one who did just try to do all the practice and eventually just have one perfect and the other one that it would that would try a lot and fail and just try to perfect over time with yeah. practice and actually the highest like the best uh, jars were coming from the group that tried the most so yeah it's the same thing with also serendipity i mean the idea of luck i think is just by when you show more yourself more to the world there is definitely more chances of you to know or meet the right people that will you know connect with you by you know just because they have the same interest or something like that right so so true yeah. so true you know just like a, a a funny thing that my um 
I, I was grading, by the way. Oh, I, I'll mention that in the next catch up. But I had a karate grading and one of the senseis came up to me and he goes, a black belt is just a white belt who never gave up. And I thought, you are so right. Like, we all have it in us if we can just persist and carry on. Anyway, I, I just thought I'd share that. I thought that was a really nice way of, of looking at it. Yeah, but that's actually true, right? It's, it's the same concept, just like showed in a different perspective, in a different way. But in the end, I think we are all creating our own serendipity vehicles. Exactly. That's actually a concept that um, David Perel uh, shares in his blog and so on. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Actually, you know, I'm talking about him. I think he also has like a an article that it just explains that, like how to maximize serendipity. And one thing that is really cool is that he says to to build, of course, serendipity vehicles. That is to show yourself more to the world. Um, right. Which is also the same reason of this podcast, right? It's like we also want to connect with more people, and if this somehow resonates with someone. It's like we are really happy to talk to them, right? So I know, what do you think would be another way to increase or maximize your serendipity? I, I so 100% agree. I think like really practical things are, for me, just finding what is happening around you. And you can do that through whichever circle you are part of or do just do it through google like if you want to get involved in something like tree planting just google it find the nearest one to you and if it's really far away go go speak to them and see if they'll do something close to you or if you can do something you know so like i think that's for me it's just the first step is research i came from an upbringing where my god i'm very grateful for my upbringing but I wasn't necessarily very well connected. You know, I didn't come with a, a lot of privilege that a middle class white family would have come with. And um, so I had to make my own serendipity. And part of me doing that, I remember things like speaking to my neighbor behind me who was a lecturer at the local university and asking if I could do a placement in her university or if she could connect me to the chemistry department or going into my local doctor's surgery and asking if I could do some work experience there or get a job because I wanted to study medicine when I was older at the time. We both know that didn't happen. But, you know, just very basic things like that. And I don't know if that translates into the generation today where you can do so many things online. But but actually, I think it does, because like you said, this podcast is one of those things creating websites or newsletters is is one of those uh, another example of those things but were there any other kind of practical tips that you read in this article that um, in terms of what people could do today to just increase their exposure mm -hmm. so definitely you know um and actually what you mentioned about you know connected with connecting with these people and what you did asking for help is one of the things that are mentioned in the article because asking for help you know is, is just probably the easiest way to meet more people because they know better about a specific topic right but like some others that actually resonated with me were go first um the idea of you know just ask your crush out send an email to someone who you know you want to meet uh 
probably send a DM uh, to someone on Twitter because you don't you want to meet them or you know always providing value of course right because that will increase the chances of getting a response but it's it's always simple like that but probably one of the nicest nicest one ones in that article is the uh, oh hotel bathroom uh, tip or something like that this basically says that when you go to a fancy hotel you are supposed to dress well right okay. um, and then if you go to uh, it, it's like imagine that you're going uh, or you're dressing all the time as if you're going uh, to a fancy hotel and that actually gonna probably cap- allow you to capitalize any random encounter that you can have so let's say that you meet someone who is um, I don't know, probably a celebrity or something like that. And for some reason, you are someone who uh, has a lot of skills about editing, video editing or something like that, you know. And because you, you look sharp, I mean, not always with a suit, but looking sharp, it will be much easier to get in contact with them and just probably have a talk to them, like have a talk with them. So, um, yeah, it, it's, it's a bit strange, right? But it shouldn't really matter. But in the end, like, life is unfair, as, you know, the book Unfair Advantage says, but... It's just those small things that make a difference. Yeah, and I and I totally get where you're coming from. We're not saying, like, you always have to look amazing because people who look amazing, you know, are more appealing in any way. That's not what we're saying. What we're saying is don't do a Halima, which is when I go to the supermarket, I actively do not want anybody there who might recognise me because I look terrible, terrible. I mean, <laughs> just we're not even going to talk about what I will will dress in but there are moments where you know you would definitely think I don't want anybody to recognize me because I'm not looking not even my best looking approachable or to a level where I want people to see me and that's I think the point if I'm not wrong John that is kind of the point that we're making right just always be in a position to bump into somebody and have a conversation with them not try and conceal the fact you're still wearing pajamas from this morning (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, I, I mean, it really depends, right? But I think it doesn't require that much. And it's just like being a bit conscious about it and it can make a lot of impact. So, I love yeah, that. I know, <laughs> right? Yeah, I also, I also do that. Like, I, especially now, you know, okay, some years ago, I wouldn't do that at all. I wouldn't, like, try to meet people in the street, but... You know, now that I know about this concept, I think it's something really important to me, and I try to do it every time. So, um, yeah, it's it's just a cool cool topic and something to that can help us develop more things. Yeah, I think that's something that I will start doing from today, <laughs> and I hope some of our <laughs> listeners like do the same as well. In the sense of it's something that you can just start um, as as soon as we finish this podcast. So um, thank you very much for sharing that. And of course, you know, the other kind of medium to long term solutions in terms of just getting yourself out there and building your building the chances for people to have interactions with you, I think, is a big takeaway. Awesome. Mm, But thank you so much for sharing those insights, John. I think this is a good place to finish off and let people build their own serendipity. Yes. Thank you, Halima, for this conversation. I always, you know, finding really interesting how you, you know, manage to do this um, practicing of these skills. I just know the concepts about just the uh, theory. And yeah, you're living that. So yeah, that's really cool, you know. Um, 
I'll see you next week. Speak to you soon.